The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Zach on Film. This week, we are not going to the theater, Stephen. We are staying home and talking about it. Yes. Uh, we're kind of coming down off the high of Batman Superman. And it's just me and Steven down in the basement talking about film geeky stuff this week. Yeah, all right. So Steven, last summer uh-huh. we did a we did a little thing called the Zach on Film Summer Movie Special. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And pretty much every week we would start off bemoaning mm-hmm. and complaining mm-hmm. about our horrible, horrible yeah. theater. Right. Projector was off, sound would be buzzy. Right. It was just horrible. We complained about it. All the time. And every time mm-hmm. this would happen, you would go, one of these days, we're going to get yep. day release theaters, movies, yep. right yep. into our home. Yep. We don't have to worry about loud people, horrible projectionists not caring, mm-hmm. and ungodly expensive popcorn. Right. Has that day come? We're getting closer. We're I mean, getting this is closer. something I've been talking about for for years. years. I mean, years. there's an article up on Major Spoilers way back in, I think, with the first or second year, where I basically was like, man, we need... The ability to have these home run movies, to put them in in the home, and be able to watch them, so we're not dealing with jackasses crunching their popcorn or mm-hmm. answering their cell phones and all of that stuff. And uh, at the time, people were like, "Oh, that's crazy! It never happen." And uh, I believe back then I said I would have paid. I, I don't have the article in front of me because it's way deep so in the archive. <laughs> but I said I, I I said I think I would be comfortable playing paying between forty and fifty dollars mm-hmm. for. Um, for a first run movie, if I could watch it the day of, I would pay forty dollars for it. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting to that point where it's it's right there. Well, we have been slowly closing in on this reality with, uh, you know, like Apple and their iTunes Store mm-hmm. has done some day and date releases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amazon's getting there. Netflix is starting to buy up movie rights, and mm-hmm. they're releasing things day and date. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're might be taking a giant leap forward in this, thanks to a little person known as Sean Parker. Yeah, who is this guy? I don't uh, know Sean, anything about him. We do know a lot about him, actually. Do we? We do. Okay. Uh, remember when we watched Social Network? Mm-hmm. Remember Justin Timberlake? Oh, yeah. That's Sean Parker. No, oh, I thought that was... Uh... No, Sean Parker was the mind oh, behind yeah, Napster. Right. Napster. He's uh, one of the founding members of Facebook. Mm-hmm. He's also uh, the mind behind Spotify. Right. And now he has teamed up another developer, and they are making the rounds of a new development called Screening Room. Screening Room. Huh? Screening Room, exactly. Okay. It is a box that people will be able to purchase for mm-hmm. $150. Okay. And they will be set up in their living room. And then new movie comes out, that same person pays $50 for the movie, and then they have 48 hours to watch that film. And that is their uh, technology they're going with. Well, that doesn't sound like a bad, bad idea, right? I mean, you buy, you go out and you pay four or $500 for a gaming system, mm-hmm. and then you have to go and pay 30 or 40 bucks for a video game that oh, you're done man. with in 30 hours. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with this. I really am okay with this because um, 
again, I have a comfortable couch. Mm -hmm. I can control the quiet in my house. I've rented movies from iTunes before. Uh, I've rented day of release movies from iTunes before, and I've sat down and played those movies and I've watched those movies. And at the end of that time period, movie's gone. It's mm -hmm. done. And I'm only out the, whatever, the 10 bucks or whatever that they're charging for that. Right. Not a problem. Uh, and if I want to come back, you know, 48 hours later, or, you know, actually with the iTunes, you watch it once. Once you've finished it, it's done. Mm -hmm. You don't have the 24 hours. You have 24 hours to watch it. 24 hours to watch it. But um, I think once you're done watching it completely. Yeah, usually you have the 24 hours total. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. Because I know I've gone back after I've watched it all the way through and it's like, nope, it's already expired. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah. So I don't have a problem for this. And, and so, and the cost is not even a big deal for me. The because, yeah. again, you're going to go out and pay a hundred, you're going to pay, go out and pay $400 for a gaming system. Mm-hmm. 150 for a set-tops box is not that big of a deal, really, yeah. to be honest. No. And when you look at it, you know, a lot of people are like, well, $50 for the first-run movie. Well, okay, let's take that into account. Yes, are they charging per person? No. 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 That's $50, $50 for however many people you can cram into your house. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, so if we were doing a Zach on film, we could have, you know, we wouldn't have to wait for, you know, somebody's uh, work schedule is not done by 6 o'clock so they can go see Batman v Superman. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Come over at 10 o'clock. Yeah. We'll all watch it at 10 o'clock together. We'll stay up late. We'll watch this movie and it'll be done or mm -hmm. come over first thing in the morning or come over in the afternoon and we can mm -hmm. watch this and get it done and nail it out and get it out to everybody. So the, the, it seems to be cost prohibitive for people who are single or maybe that there are two people. Maybe it seems cost prohibitive mm -hmm. for that. But when we went to see Batman V Superman, um, I took my son. So right. two tickets, there's about 15 bucks right there, mm -hmm. right? For the two tickets, yeah. six, seven bucks a piece. Then with concessions, we got a large popcorn, a drink for me, a drink for him, and then some candy. Mm -hmm. That was 20 bucks right there, mm -hmm. right? Now, double that for two more people. So now you're about 75 bucks just to go to the movie theater, mm -hmm. right? So yep. now it's $25 cheaper for four people to sit at home, watch this on screening room, and get out, get the experience out, whatever they want to get out of it. And if the mm -hmm. kid wants to be disruptive and needs to go to the bathroom or if everybody decides that it's a terrible movie or someone wants to go do something <laughs> else and is not interested, that's fine. Everyone right. else can continue to sit and watch the movie. No problem. For parents, it's great because guess what? We don't have to hire a babysitter at 15 bucks an hour mm -hmm. or more. We don't have to worry about what's going on when we're out of the house. Put kids to bed. We can watch our Deadpool movie at R-rated. <laughs> And away we go. Right. Right? Well, this is so, what it seems the best uh, market to capture is families in mind. I mean, like, that's what it seems like it's oh, yeah, yeah, geared yeah. To, to do because, like you said, uh, would I pay $50 to watch a first-run movie? Honestly, there are some examples I can think of that I would have paid $50 because our theater doesn't get mm -hmm. all of the first... Like, mm -hmm. when Hateful Eight came out, I would have mm -hmm. plopped down 50 bucks to watch that because yeah, our theater because didn't get it. because it still would have been cheaper than uh, going Driving. to Kansas City and wasting all the money for that. Yeah. Right. And uh, you're right, like, if kids get distracted, like, when you went and watched uh, Days of Future Past and mm -hmm. Mason wanted to leave it then, you didn't mm -hmm. get to finish the movie because right. your kid wanted to not watch it anymore. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> if we were at home, I could have just said, fine, it. go upstairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or leave. I'll yeah. finish this myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, um, so there's, like, a lot of areas I think this fits perfectly, and I think families fits well. Um, there was a piece up on Variety uh, by Christopher Tapley. And he broke down the numbers for 2014, where they said in the United States and Canada, with a population 
uh, of only over two, which I thought was weird, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> only 11% of the population are frequent goers right. to movie theaters, right. and 32% never go. Right. Compare that to tickets sold, where the, the 11% of the frequent goers were buying 51% of the tickets, mm-hmm. and 47 of them were only going to the occasional movie goers, which is about 32% of the pie. Uh, I mean, there's like a huge market to capture. Yeah. So if you're, tickets. yeah, you're talking about a small percentage of people in the United States are yeah. actually supporting that. Now, yeah, did right. they go into the problem with that report though? Is they don't go into the detail about why the other eighty nine percent aren't going? Aren't going? Right. Is it because of family issues? Is it because it's too expensive? Mm-hmm. Is it because they're they don't have a theater? In driving distance, I mean, what is the reason? Maybe they, you know, uh, many different reasons. No, absolutely. Yeah, but it seems like there's, with the ticket breakdown, I thought it was like very telling. Uh, 51% are going to frequent, and they talk about the other 47 more occasional. That's your right. huge blockbuster right. moviegoers that are doing those huge tolls. Yeah, now the problem does become for those people who are um, frequent moviegoers, because mm-hmm. let's say that I go to three movies a week. Yeah. And maybe it's just, maybe I go to two and I go to one with my family. Mm -hmm. That then becomes somewhat cost prohibitive because 75 bucks for a family of four um, or 10 bucks, 15 bucks for one person. Mm -hmm. So two movies, that's 30 plus 75. That's $105 for that week's experience. Right. If I did this with screening room, that would be 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. So now I'm down 45 bucks. I could have gone and taken two other people to see a movie or gone by myself to see two additional movies mm-hmm. for that price. So maybe for people that are the frequent moviegoers, maybe this isn't a cost option for them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. People are I mean, still going out and buying. But here's the thing. People are still going out and buying movies online or at the store for twenty nine ninety nine, thirty nine ninety nine. That's pretty close to that $50 price. I mean, it's within throwing distance of right. that $50 price. Yeah, I think this thing doesn't need to capture the entire market to really boost numbers for studios and theaters mm-hmm. alike because the theaters, they have an incentive in this. Um, yeah, a lot of them so are against it. Why are, uh, why are the theater owners against right, it? Right, so traditionally, theaters have been against shortening the window of right. movie to release because they think it'll cut in to their profits. Mm-hmm. And so they've been very against this, and a lot of theaters have come out against the screening room as well. Yeah, because they're but, worried about it cutting into their right, attendance. absolutely. And again, if it's someone who's a regular goer who really loves movies and stuff, it's not going to hurt them. Here's no. the thing. Uh, according to Variety, in order to convince studios and exhibitors to back the plan, screening room is cutting them on a significant percentage of the revenue. Mm-hmm. Theater owners could get as much as $20 of the $50 fee Customers will also receive two free tickets to see the movie at the cinema, right, which, which will further benefit exhibitors when concessions are purchased. Yeah, so I yeah, love that. And that's that. the other thing is that the movie theater isn't making the money from the movies. They're making no. it from concessions. Absolutely. So that's where they're going to lose their money if they lose a significant portion. But mm-hmm. of that 11%, let's say they lose 1% of those people. Well, if they're still making it up $20 on the back end mm-hmm. from screening room, that's still a profit. Especially because you're, if you're talking about, if, if, like if I go to... I don't know, 10% less movies yes. end of the year because mm-hmm. I have a screening room. Mm-hmm. For me to go to the movie theater, I buy a ticket, it's $7, right. and I'll usually buy a drink. Right, and so, so it's $7. It's $7. So right. really, me using screening room is potentially making them more it's money than them me six, just six, going making them six to the theater more bucks. by myself, which making is generally what I do, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And even if I go with Aubrey, uh, it's one more ticket and we're just splitting the drink because we're cute. 
And so <laughs> there really is a break even at that point. So for us, for me to get this, they potentially could make more money off of just random dudes that don't want to go to the theater. So from a fiscal standpoint, from a financial standpoint, if movie theaters are getting cut in for more, um, almost half, it's mm-hmm. like 45%. Right. They're getting cut in for 40, 45% of the deal on this. It seems to make financial sense for them to say, okay, this this makes a good idea. Mm-hmm. This probably could be a big thing. Steven Spielberg's behind it. Ron right. Howard is behind it. Peter Jackson is behind it. Right. J.J. Abrams is behind J. J. it. J.J. Abrams is behind it. These are shareholders. These are, these are big people that have bought into this business. Right. So why then are the um, theater owners dismissing it? Why is Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. poo-pooing it? Why do we have people just saying crazy stuff? Right. Why, why are they being so, so there dismissive are, There are this? two reasons. And the the theaters is, are saying one thing and the, the creatives are saying another. The theaters, uh, besides cutting the revenue... Like the European film uh, cinema agency has come out and saying they are very worried about the increased privacy uh, piracy risk of screening room. So, so they're going back to um, Sean Parker's original days with, right. with Napster, Napster, where it's just basically sharing music right. and quote unquote stealing music mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't right. And then when they tried to make it legit, Napster went away. Right. And so they're just saying, well, this is just another way for people to pirate movies. Mm-hmm. How are people going to pirate movies? That's We don't know enough about the screening room technology to really say, well, how is someone going to get it off that hard drive and into some other format? Right. And I don't think that's what they're worried about. They are saying, what's stopping anyone from setting up an HD movie camera and filming their television screen and then uploading that file? Which is something they worry about with theaters now. Yeah, apparently. movie theaters aren't yeah. doing a darn good job of of yeah. stopping people from going in with their cameras right now. I mean, whipping out their iPhone, which has an HD, was it 4K or something, yeah. uh, resolution, and shooting video that way and posting it. So what's, I mean, I don't see the yeah. difference. I think that is a legitimately stupid excuse. Because, yeah. first of all, yes, there may be, let's just say that a few bad eggs mm-hmm. are doing that. Have you ever watched... Any of these movies that people have no. shot off their screen and uploaded or um, uh, gone into the theater and uploaded? No. I've seen these things. They're awful. First mm-hmm. of all, someone who's in the theater is shaking around because the camera is not steady. Uh, you've got a lot of other noise going mm-hmm. on. Uh, it's just a degraded experience. If it's somebody who's like shooting their computer screen, I mean, have they thought about refresh rates or their yeah. TV screen? Have you thought about <laughs> those kinds of things? Have you thought about pixels? Have you thought about not framing correctly? Have you thought about the fact that if I'm already paying 250 bucks or 200 bucks for this entire experience of watching a movie, am I really going to pirate it and give it away Get to no other money. people for free? Yeah. I mean, there are some people that that take that approach where it's yeah, like, sure. Hey, Hey everybody, I'm going to go out and buy this game this week. I'll rip it and upload it next week. You got you. Mm-hmm. The next person goes out and spends 50 bucks to do this. And by the end of the time, we all have 500 games and we've all each spent 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I can see that. But time and time again, audiences, legitimate audiences are willing to pay for music, for movies, for television, without pirating it. That's the whole point of, of iTunes. That's the only reason iTunes works is because there are enough honest people who don't want to have to go to the hassle of going up to a, a pirate bay or uh, whatever, you whatever know, the new thing torrent is. bay, yeah. whatever the place is. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to go through that hassle for an inferior copy of something. 
It's much easier to pay the dollar ninety nine, or it's much easier to pay. What did I? I did rent a movie. What was the last movie we rented? It was like I paid seven bucks mm-hmm. for an iTunes rental, and it's much easier to do that than to oh, try yeah. to go online and try to find something illegal, or to take the time to go into that one slice of time that our stupid movie theater is showing this <laughs> one movie. More people are honest, and what their movie theaters are really saying is, we don't trust people. Mm-hmm. Majority of people are thieves. Majority of people are rotten, horrible people. And because people are rotten and horrible, they're all going to pirate. That's that's the, well, the wrong been enough, mistake to, to look I think at. there's been enough studies at this point of piracy isn't really hurting anyone's no it's not in fact why does why does hbo brag i mean yeah it is a bragging right for hbo to say that game of thrones is the most pirated show Mm -hmm. of all time and they're not going to the washington they're not going to the cable providers they're not going out there and saying you guys need to take control of this because we're losing millions and millions of dollars no they're going around snapping their suspenders with their thumbs up in the air going woohoo look at us We've got the most pirated show in television. Mm -hmm. Why would they do that? You know, back when Nasta was alive, the most pirated music, uh, Metallica, Metallica would just be like, however they do. (laughs) But why now is it a bragging thing? Mm -hmm. I don't, the movie industry, the the theaters are making a bigger, a bigger problem out of it than it is. And Mm -hmm. it's because they're afraid of losing those concessions is what I think it is. Oh, absolutely. And I, you know, uh, I think the piracy thing uh, is a compelling argument because, like, we're losing money, and it seems to make sense in the short run. But I think, like you said, people will take the time to pay for the those people that pirate mm-hmm. have consciences too, and they will turn around and then buy like a box set. Because right. I know Jim, comic writer Jim Zeb, will talk about people used to uh, pirate all of his skull kicker stuff. Right. And then they would be the ones that would like hang around sheepishly around his convention table and then buy huge volumes yeah. of stuff because yeah. they're like giving his money yeah. to him then. Yeah. And he was fine with it. Yeah. He's totally fine with it. Yeah. And in fact, so, I think he, isn't he the one that came out with the chart that graphed? Yeah. yeah. Like from the moment I gave this away, here's how much money I made right. from the moment I gave it away. Yeah. Here's how much money I was making before. Mm-hmm. Here's how much money I'm making now. Yeah. So give him a little taste. Well, even in, if it's, what if it, what if it's even pirated, right? Yeah. What if? Let's just say that the new King Kong movie, the movie that everyone's ex- the expecting. The new King Kong movie? Yeah, it's King Kong Skull Island or whatever Oh, yeah, Skull Island with uh, What's-His-Face. Yeah, yeah, Peter yeah, yeah. Jackson's movie. I think it's Peter Jackson, isn't no, it? No, it's no, Del Toro. No. Oh, Del Toro, okay. Yeah. Let's say that that movie comes out on mm-hmm. screening room, and let's say that, you know, five million people go to see it in the theater, mm-hmm. two million people see it at home, and by Monday morning after its release, there are you know, 50 different versions of it floating around on Pirate Bay. And so of the remaining 88 million people in the world (laughs) or in the United States, they haven't said how they're going to do this, if it's worldwide or if it's just in the U.S. Of those 88 million people, how many of them might watch that crappy version and go, that was a really good movie. Mm -hmm. How about when this DVD comes out, we buy it. Because it's really good, and I don't want to watch this inferior version. I want to watch the full thing. Well, that's studio making money off of something they wouldn't have made money off of before. Yeah, which is interesting because, like, I, I'm trying to think of any studios that have came out and be like, "No, this is bad." I've only seen like the The uh, creators have come out. The the creators have Mm -hmm. come out and said it, and you're looking at like James Cameron. And uh, Christopher Nolan mm-hmm. are the big two that have came out against so it. So we've already said that piracy is, I mean, 
we pretty much debunked here that piracy is not an issue. You heard this. it here first. You heard it here first. Piracy <laughs> is not an issue. I mean, we can go, you just go look it up. Piracy is not affecting the movie industry, the television industry, the cable industry, the gaming industry. And here's industry. the thing. It's like, w- audiences it was, are too smart. The technology is going too fast for yes. people to keep up with piracy. People were periscoping, meerkatting, snapchatting, right, right. the Maniao, uh, Pacquiao fight right, right. last fall. Right. What are you going to do? You have... 15,000 people in a studio and they all have freaking smartphones. They're mm-hmm. all streaming the game for yeah, free. Yeah, from the... Uh, yeah. From the it's not fine. The, yeah, like, yeah. Wh- how are you going to stop that? No one right. can bring their cell phones into the fight that's going to last right. three hours? No. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's it's ridiculous because if piracy was that much of a problem, how does a movie go out on opening weekend and make a billion, but trillion yeah. dollars? Yeah. How does even something simple as a, a small independent film like Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. how does it, I mean, it's truly an independent film. Uh, how does it go out and make the money that it made? Well, it, people still believe in it. There are enough honest people out there that it's not going to hurt anything. Don't worry about the freaking piracy. Yeah, there, there was, is a there is a different. Reason. Well, there, there, well, I'm going to take one more okay. uh, theater critique because okay. I thought this one was interesting. This one comes from the National Association of Theater Owners. Uh, that's the North American or American mm-hmm. theater owners. Mm-hmm. Um, they critiqued it and said. Uh, exclusive theater releases create events ab- around a movie release. Sure. Which I, I will agree, but I I don't see Screening Room right. taking away from a giant movie release because there's only, what, maybe three or four of those every year now that Star Wars uh, is coming out every I year. I mean, when, if we look at summer, like, if we look at the, su- the summer. I'm talking summer. about like, events. Like, yeah, well, yeah, so events. So, events. yeah, yeah. If we had Star Wars, which was a huge event, yeah. Batman v Superman, you could argue was a huge event, although yeah. it wasn't here at our theater. No. Um, but you could look at some of these some of the big, big movies, big movies that have an event around it. The next Star Trek movie, if they ever make one, will probably be an event movie. Yes, yeah. I know they're making one, but it won't be a Star Trek movie. <laughs> um, you know, where people are, you know, when, when Star Wars came out, we lined up. There was, you know, mm-hmm. it went down the sidewalk and around the building and all this stuff and people were dressed up and all these kinds of things. Right. Those people that want to have that experience are still going to go to the movie mm-hmm. theater. Yeah. Those people are still going to want to be part of that event. Mm-hmm. And so, so I yeah. mean, that's, I mean, that, I think, I but think I can, that's a but critique. I can, but see, I, I can see that's a critique, but here's the other problem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many movie theaters? How many screens, 3000 screens mm-hmm. that a movie might open up wide on? How many seats are in those theaters? 500 seats in that theater, 500 seats times maybe three showings on one night on the opening night, which is the event night that people want to go to mm-hmm. 1500 people get to see that 2000 people, 5000 people, 10,000 people don't get to go see it because mm-hmm. the tickets are sold out. Right. Screening room. Yeah. Still get to see the movie. Let's go see it. See it. Yeah, I, I will be interested to see because. When will the movie on screening room come out? Will it be Friday or will it release Thursday early night. Thursday yeah. night? That'll be interesting. They haven't talked about that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, that will be the interesting thing. My guess would be if I were if they wanted to if they wanted to placate the theater owners, right? They would say, "Look, uh, you guys are allowed to show this movie at seven o'clock p.m. on a Thursday night. Screening room people, earliest you can get it is." 10 a.m. on a Friday. Friday, yeah. I and mean, that would be the easiest way to do it. Right. Because any time later than that, and screening room doesn't make any sense to do. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Because you're, you're already into the opening day for sure. Right, because you want to capture that first weekend audience. Mm-hmm. Because if it's like second weekend, if they're like, oh, well, we're going to wait a week, 
No. Nope. Screening will, will not yeah. will not work. Mm-hmm. And theaters will have lost a huge potential revenue because they're not able to tap into those screening room funds that we were just talking about. Right. So, yeah, if they're going to do anything, it would have to be 10 a.m. Friday morning, which used to be like when the theater would open and you could go see that first showing of the movie. Now mm-hmm. that they've backed that up. Yeah. Let theater owners have their Thursday nights. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. Friday morning, that's the time I want to do it. Make it 10 o'clock if you want to do it. If you want to give that extra little time, maybe mm-hmm. you, you maybe even you put it at one o'clock, although one o'clock seems a little bit late. But, uh, you know, for those theaters that want to open on a Friday and get people into the theater on a Friday morning and still see it before it hits the other. But to wait till Friday night or Saturday night to do mm-hmm. it, no way. That will not work for screening room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so to the critique of the creators, um, Cameron and Nolan have... We like film. Yeah, essentially... I'm, just, I'm making fun. I'm just being the devil's advocate. No, I understand. The, the thing that came out from James Cameron and his producer said, why provide an incentive to skip the best form to experience the art we work right. so hard to create? And that is really the crux of the argument, mm-hmm. right? Where Christopher Nolan can go out and shoot The Revenant, or who did The Revenant? Uh, what's his face on, on uh, Revenant? They go, let's just say whoever, let's just say it's the big Christopher Nolan movie Yeah, and he wants to shoot it on IMAX and the best place to see this movie is in IMAX or on a big set or uh, um, Tarantino wants to see it on a big screen so you can see the 70 millimeter and people are going to go home and they're going to watch it on their 21 inch TV screen. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, Maybe some people in our audience do, but how many people do you know that have a 21 inch screen? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean. When I was growing up, we had in my parents' uh, living room, I think we had a 19-inch screen, I think. No, it couldn't have been even. Yeah, maybe 19 19 inches. inches, That was the size of the TV. And you had to sit across the room from it. You couldn't sit up close to it. Um, And if you wanted to go and buy a new TV, it was expensive as heck. Mm -hmm. I fretted paying, I think it was like $300, $200, somewhere around that range for my very first color TV. And it was a 13-inch VCR <laughs> all-in-one. And again, it sat across the room. Mm-hmm. It sat literally from from me to the door, from at least me to you, yes. to watch a little 13-inch screen. Yeah. Right? That is not a that's Garbage. not an optimal experience to <laughs> no. watch movies, but you could do it, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it was something that you could do if you wanted to. Today, with the big Black Friday sales, people are going out and buying. I don't even know if I can go to our local Walmart. And find a 30-inch screen or a 27-inch screen. Oof. I don't know if you It'd can find hard. them. I think most yeah. of them, I think this one is even, or at least this, one's 20, this one's at least 27. Yeah, I, mean, I have a 27-inch Mac, Mac at home. And this so. one was on the cheap yeah. low end. That's not a great monitor for this one. No. Most of the people, yeah. though, on their Black Friday sales, what are they buying? 35, 40, 50, 60, 70-inch televisions 70 now. Yeah, that's what my mom has. 70 inches yeah. for... Nine hundred dollars or less? Yeah, it's crazy. Seventy inches. Now people are going to go home. They're not just going to use the built-in speakers on these monitors. They're going to hook them into their home theater system because everybody has some kind of a stereo system. That's why they they have the those bars, bars, the sound yeah. bars that you can buy. Granted, it's not the theater sound system. It's not the hundred and eight or. Not 108 inch, but it's not the 20 foot screen mm-hmm. that you see at the theater. But, you know, even our theater, the smaller screen is what, maybe 20 feet? Uh, it maybe, seems like it's smaller 15. than maybe 15 yeah. feet. Yeah. That's pretty small. I mean, literally, you have, what is it, four and six? You have 10 people across. Mm-hmm. 
in that. Mm -hmm. That's a tiny theater. And it's a horrible theater because it's not very deep. And so what you're doing is if you're sitting anywhere closer to the screen than the third or fourth row from the back. Yeah. It's you're looking straight up. Straight up. How is that, Christopher Nolan, a a good movie going Mm -hmm. experience? How is that? It's not. But I could go here, watch it on my, that's easily 80 inches plus Mm -hmm. out there on the big screen. Or I could watch it on my 70 inch screen and that's got some good colors in it. It's got some good reproduction. Mm -hmm. It looks good when we watch a movie on it. But I can understand if someone really wants to have this movie going experience where it's up on a big screen, it's the communal experience of you're seeing a a movie with a bunch of other people, Mm -hmm. uh, that you're experiencing true surround sound. That's great. If that's what you're going for, that's great. Unfortunately, the imaginary world that Christopher Nolan and these others who say that the theater experience is this perfect way to watch a film, I'm going to bet they haven't gone to a movie theater in a long or time. Or they haven't gone to uh, a regular, an average, an average, an movie, average theater. movie theater. Because there are theaters that you can go to. I mean, you talk about uh, like the Alamo Draft House mm-hmm. where they have strict rules of mm-hmm. no cell phones, mm-hmm. don't even freaking talk in our movies, right. don't show up late because we're not letting you in. Right. That's not... And There's they like have a, projectionists a that know what they they're doing. They pay attention yes. to their sound sound. But, you know, even with B- BVS that we went and saw last week, in that final 15 minutes or so, I kept saying that I kept hearing this buzzing mm-hmm. sound like the speakers had blown. None of the speakers in my TVs at home <laughs> are going to buzz like that. No. Okay. And yes, a good movie theater will have someone that knows what they're doing with projection, mm-hmm. digital projection and or film projection. But very few theaters are showing film, so right. the projectionist has kind of gone away. But the average movie theater has some kid, like ours, mm-hmm. some kid that they're just like, you flip this switch, you turn this, and you push this. Yep. Okay, uh, should I worry about that big black line that's running around the top of the screen? No, don't worry about it. If you have to, flip this little lever until it looks like it's framed. Well, what about that sh- part that's shooting off the screen? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that's just something we can't control. Mm-hmm. How is that better? How is that better? Well, that's, uh, I mean, one of the big points is that theaters are making their money from the concession stand. So they don't have, an, the theaters don't have an incentive to make sure that the theater projection is good. Our, our, our screens mm-hmm. are always dirty. Mm-hmm. There's always There's a stain popcorn on popcorn or stain of weird it's things. Not, and it's not drinks either, people. I can tell you that. No. It is spit or otherwise. Yeah. And so we have issues like that in our theater. Um, and here's the thing. I love going to the movie theater. I love watching huge projections of these films. I get giddy every time it happens. It's wonderful. But frankly, our theater doesn't bring the movies in that I always want to watch. And sometimes I would rather just sit at home and watch certain films because even though I love that experience, sometimes it just sucks or I just, I just can't make time to get there, depending on what my schedule is. Well, and so let me, you know, I've been very negative about Nolan. I will say that there is, in his defense, and to agree with him, there is something about that communal experience. Absolutely, There is something about sitting down and having a story told to you where you do nothing, where you literally give me some food, give me some drink, give me a comfy seat, mm-hmm. and present to me entertainment. Mm-hmm. And I can see that with 20 of my friends or I can experience in a theater with 200 people and we can all laugh and we can all cry and we can all emote reaction. You can all have emotions as we react to what's being seen on the screen. 
And unfortunately, I can cry at home <laughs> while I'm watching my movie. Can you? Or I can, I do quite okay. a bit. <laughs> or I can laugh when I'm watching my movie, but that's just me. Right. right. That's just me. I can't go <laughs> and listen to everyone else to see if they laugh at the same time or if they find the same things funny that I find funny. And you mm-hmm. can only get that from that mass experience. Unfortunately, and again, I'm still on in this part. I'm on Christopher Nolan's side. Unfortunately, yeah. and I've talked about this before, is that we're in this weird society where we are so attached to our cell phones that we would rather sit around and type to people who are literally in the next room to us and have an instant message conversation with someone who is literally sometimes just sitting right next to us, mm-hmm. as opposed to actually looking up from our cell phones and having a conversation with someone else. And so we've become this society where we're no longer social. We're antisocial by sitting down and wrapping our arms around these little devices in our hands. And that is our world. And that's how we interact with people. And we cannot interact with people face to face. And so by encouraging or supporting something like screening room, you are taking away that social experience. Mm -hmm. So from that standpoint, I can agree with Christopher Nolan, but I can't agree with him on any other reason. No, I agree. There is absolutely the communal thing. I think going to theater is great, but I don't think it's enough reason to completely overlook the technology and having to adapt mm-hmm. to audience needs and desires mm-hmm. and trying to capture a bit bigger market share. Because mm-hmm. I think you, it does, does limiting some people not going to a theater to experience the movie you made on a big screen mm-hmm. with other people, like, is that outweigh studios making more money that they can funnel into more projects? Does it, does it outweigh, uh, just more people may receive your work potentially in mm-hmm. a in a in a better quality. Mm-hmm. You want, you want or just you want. want? Do you want your message out there or not? Yeah, because and we are like whatever you're, you think. Mm-hmm. I know, like we they talk the film digital divide. Forget that. Like we watch things on our phones. Mm-hmm. We watch things mm-hmm. on my iPad on my computer screen. Like we want the content more readily available to where we're taking it in. Like people watch. I think uh, one of the I haven't read the complete the one that edited the let, the editor's letter in this uh, new issue of American Cinematography mm-hmm. is about an editor talking about how he was in a screening room watching a guy edit and then he was on his own uh, theater watching a film and then he was right. watching scenes of Lawrence Arabia on his friend's phone mm-hmm. like the way we're taking in films is right. evolving right and wow I don't think theaters are going away like there's always going to be no. art cinemas and things and, like that that are going to and- be dedicated to the projection of and film. there will be people and there are a lot of people out there who will go to the movie theater mm-hmm. to see that movie there's still that that option and if you want to make it a social experience maybe i don't want to g- be sitting in a theater with someone who thinks it's a smart idea to kick their shoes off and prop their feet up and i know somebody who does this mm-hmm. in a theater t- kicks their shoes off props their feet up eats on popcorn and you smell feet and you hear popcorn. Hey, that's not a movie going experience I want to have. And I've, I've said before a long time ago, this was about 10 years ago, about going to the theater and the phone rings and the guy answered it in the theater talking loudly. And instead of let me call you back, has a conversation, mm-hmm. hangs up and literally a minute later, the phone rings again. And then everybody started yelling at him. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is I want to sit down with you and Rob and Brian and Mason and all the other people that are participating in Zach on film. I'm going to say, hey, guys, why don't we come over to my house? I've got nice couches. I've got nice chairs. We can sit around 
and we can have a movie theater experience. And I know that you guys aren't going to be assholes. (laughs) You're not going to be rude. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be inconsiderate. And I want to have that experience with you. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm going with you guys to the Mm -hmm. theater or gals or whoever that we're with. I, I, that's, I don't mind hanging out with you. Right. What I mind is hanging out with the person who kicks off his shoes and and we have to smell his stinky feet. Mm -hmm. So I can still have a social experience. And certainly at 50 bucks, I can go up to Zach and say, hey, Zach, why don't you and Arbery come over? You can pay me like five bucks. I'll make up some popcorn. We've got drinks in the refrigerator. We've got alcohol in Woo. the theater if you want to do that. Yeah. You two pay me five bucks. Rob and Brian come over. Your girlfriends come over. Five bucks from each of them. I'm not, I'm not charging for this. I'm offsetting the cost. Offsetting the cost. Let's split the cost right. of this $50, mm-hmm. right? To where now... And really, people would have to be honest if they're going to say split the cost, where if there's 10 of us coming over to watch this, everybody pays $5. Mm-hmm. If there's four of us coming over and we all want to watch it, kind of like pay-per-view, everybody has to pony up some money mm-hmm. so we can all watch the big fight together. Right. And offset that cost. Zero, zero difference in that. So, man, people who are really anti-screening room, I don't get. Because you're right. Theaters aren't going away. No. And... uh one of the biggest theater chains in America, AMC, AMC. Yeah. I believe I read already signed a letter of intent to yeah, there were, work I saw with a couple screening of yeah. room. Mm-hmm. Um, Regal theaters are against it, mm-hmm. and then it's just like a smattering of other stuff. That's I did see. Against it, I did see Universal uh, look like they were leaning towards working mm-hmm. with screening room on this, and I forget and I forget who else. But you know, Universal always uh, aligns with Steven Spielberg. Right. We haven't heard from Disney yet on this. No. Uh, so that JJ. will be interesting. JJ's pretty. You know, yeah, as a director. In, I mean, really, at this now. point, everybody who's speaking up are directors. Yeah. Uh, you don't hear from the studios, but, you know, directors who are concerned about their art or their craft, I I do think it boils down to, do you want your stuff seen or not seen? Right. Because, you know, again, there are only so many screens. Mm-hmm. And instead of opening in the theater, now we've got day and date release on movies like Predestination on on iTunes. That gives me a chance to see this movie that I won't get to see at our local theater. Yeah. So, there yeah. you go. What, um, I mean, what do you think... I mean, do you think the desktop? I think we already talked about this. The the price is right for everything. Do you, you think it could be higher? If what if the, what if no, the theaters are like? What if the theaters are like? We need it to be seventy dollars a no, film. No, I don't think and so. We're going to take forty. I think this guy has figured it out in the right price, and I think he's figured out the right price. I think it could actually be lower. I think forty bucks would be mm. even more attractive. Um, I think forty bucks would be more attractive. Mm. But fifty, I could I could go with if it's a big movie that I want to see, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go to the theater to see it. Fifty bucks, no problem. Mm-hmm. If it's going to see Zootopia, fifty bucks, no problem. Mm-hmm. Seventy bucks, I might have a bigger bigger chance, a bigger uh, question with. But it boils down to what is the cost of me going to the theater with a family of four, buying concessions, paying for gas, or paying for a babysitter or whatever? What is that cost? And how much will it cost for this? Mm-hmm. And if screening rooms right, they will run those numbers and they will say, oh. We can go 10 bucks cheaper than what it would cost a family of four. Or we can go 20 bucks cheaper than what it would cost a family of four. Family of four will stay home and watch that movie. And guess what? Theater's still getting the 20 bucks or, or more that they would have gotten on their concessions. Plus two ticket sales. Plus two ticket sales. Yeah. So seems like a win-win for theater owners yeah. and they just need to get on board. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. A lot of investors in Silicon Valley said they would have no problem with rallying the money mm-hmm. to, to fund screening room. I wish I, w- I wish I had money to invest because I would certainly want to invest in this project. Yeah. I mean, it seems... Well, and, I mean, and with here's, his here's track the other record, thing. Yeah. Sean Parker's track record, it seems like uh, it's going to work. 
you know, there there must be a service like this already, but not open to the public because uh, I listened to Adam Carolla and he mm-hmm. was talking about how he can't go to the movies all the time. But he said, I wish I could afford this service that charges you like twenty thousand dollars a year. Oh, wow. And you get these movies mm-hmm. on demand in your home. Interesting. And he said something like twenty thousand dollars. So to me, it seems like executives and whatnot who yeah. want to watch these at home have access to something from to the Hollywood something. system. And now yeah. this seems to be a filtering down of that. Mm-hmm. I so. will be interested to see what the quality of the film is. Well, I mean, I'm what's sure it going to be? It's going to be. Like be it's going to be. I mean, we're watching. High quality. We're watching uh, 1080p. It's yeah. got to be a minimum of that, and uh, I would imagine that they would at least try to do 4K mm-hmm. because we've got 4K monitors and things are going out there on Netflix. For example, the Daredevil series mm. uh, is you're watching it streaming in 1080p, but it was delivered to Netflix in 4K for streaming in 4K and with their 4K service, mm-hmm. they have rolled that out to people whose systems can support that. So minimum 1080, which still looks good, but if you got a 4K screen, I'm going to bet it rolls out on 4K too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not a pro- it's not a yeah, problem for it's me. It's very exciting. I bet, I mean, we're going to see a lot of it, uh, news about this in the coming year. Mm-hmm. Um, when they say CinemaCon is next week or sometime yeah. this next month yeah. and they were speculating that it was going to be a hot topic. I'm there sure it will. I mean, theaters being there. Uh, this was a story that was really all over Variety about three weeks ago. Yeah, and I bet it's it just was like every day there was something about screening room, screening room, screening yeah. room, and I was like, wow, this is something we definitely want to talk about. And I'm going to bet as soon as this convention rolls up, or, or Hollywood West or whatever that they have going on, uh, or Cinema West, uh, it's going to come up as a big topic again. Yeah. And really, really, it's gonna it's gonna start burning up time by the time this summer rolls around. Mm-hmm. Because there'll be more talk about it. It'll be front and center where people could be sitting there. Maybe even studios could be sitting there and pressuring the theater owners going, Captain America Civil War could have made $200 billion more if we could have just released it out onto the home screens on the same day. But no, you theater owners are crushing our opportunity to make filthy, filthy money. (laughs) It's going to be really, really interesting this next year for this thing. Yeah. Uh, Because they even have a projected release or anything. No, they don't. I think it's all vaporware. Well, it may not necessarily be vaporware because it's very easy to put a satellite, you know, a direct TV box that's coded to how much you've paid or a pay-per-view so yeah. it's it's not that hard no so i, I it's just going to be the encryption part of it mm-hmm. so i don't mm-hmm. think it's a big mm-hmm. deal um anything else uh no i, I want to ask so. you one thing because there's okay. this weird thing that happened when and we didn't talk about it uh, last week what's up but uh, maybe some of our other amc listeners out there had the same experience um we went to go see batman v superman and it's our theater now is owned by amc so yeah. all of their front end stuff it's all welcome to AMC theaters. Oh, right. bah, 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 bah. And normally they have this really dumb watch out for sneaky people and look out for your exit. Don't forget your kids. You know, they have this really kind of weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, for Batman v Superman, though, they changed that whole intro to be reflective of all the superhero comic booky movies that were coming out mm-hmm. uh, this uh, this this year. This year. Yeah. And in fact, most of the ones that were in that had the trailer. They showed the trailer for mm-hmm. those things in there. The one that was a little awkward for me was they're like when they got to the part about looking out for suspicious characters or, you know, um, basically criminals or bad guys or somebody that could cause you harm. And the images that they chose to show, I forget what the second one was, but the main one was a Joker card from Mm -hmm. of Batman or Harley Quinn Suicide Squad type thing. And the only thing I could think of was, ouch, too soon Mm -hmm. because... The last Batman movie was it Batman? I forget what the movie was. Where it the, was Dark 
Knight yeah, the Rises? Dark Knight Rises, where the guy Knight comes in, shoots up the theater. Mm-hmm. And I forget what theater that was. Wasn't it an AMC theater? Uh, I don't remember. I just know it was in Aurora. All I know is, for me, that struck something, that, that Joker image, and then the... I know I don't know if the guy ever said he was was Joker or whatever, but that Joker mass shooting and then saying, "Hey, audience goers, watch out for for bad guys mm-hmm. in your theater." And then to show that, I was just like, "Man, that seems like a poor, odd, questionable choice." Yeah, I would agree. Did that, you, did you, that leaned, pop up you leaned over you that? and said it. to Oh, me. you were sitting next. Yeah, to I was me. sitting okay. next to you. You remember? Said I don't like, remember oh, if I said it to you or Rob. Yeah, no, you leaned over and said it to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that. Is an odd choice because there are enough movies coming out mm-hmm. this year where they, they could have just put up, a, put up anything. They could have put anything. They could have put anything on there, mm-hmm. and to sp- specifically choose that one seems. I don't know if it's like uh, an oversight or what it is, but, but I'm you sure think it was you, just you, an unintended, an unintended thing. But you think some PR person would have been like, "Hey, there is this." thing we have to kind of take into you know into context when we're creating this thing because you know this happened when the last batman movie released let's just simply choose the x-men and just put someone else on there i guess it was a a century movie theater so not amc but still it just seemed really really odd and i felt uncomfortable when they Mm -hmm. did that uh, because it was for the dark knight rises right uh I just felt really uncomfortable at that. And that may be just me just because that shooting experience really had me worked up and I, I just went crazy online about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of people are like, holy crap, Stephen, you're really worked up about this. Because <laughs> I went on like a four hour tr- Twitter tirade uh, back then. And maybe it's because of that that I reacted, had a negative reaction to that. And maybe it's just been far enough four years later that maybe people aren't going to make that connection. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just seemed weird. And I don't know if our listeners may have had that similar experience when they saw that little bit. I mean, it's on the screen for, like, less than 10 seconds. Yeah, it's not very much. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I've come to believe, like, if I notice something, generally someone else is going to yeah. have uh, a feeling like that. So I can't imagine you were the only one. I mean, the moment you said, oh, that's kind of a weird choice, but yeah. I immediately knew what you were talking about. Not because it was, like, a weird character thing or just, right, right. I immediately knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's so far out of mind. Mm-hmm. that it uh, wouldn't just pass without anyone noticing mm-hmm. and it probably should have given him pause to choose uh, i mean something else yeah. it could have been pretty easy yeah and they could just put an alien That'd like be, what the frick they yeah they could alien. have yeah <laughs> uh of course maybe that's another nice thing about screening room we won't have to sit through 30 minutes of trailers before our feature will we though or will we <laughs> they've still put trailers God, in that would the be movies. the worst <laughs> be the worst thing in the world i don't know it'd be kind of fun there'd be like three trailers up there I don't know, that'd be interesting. I like, I like watching trailers. Of course, I can watch them online, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly, right? If yeah. I want to see it, I can see it <laughs> online or on TV or the hundred other places that they they inundate us with uh, trailers. Yeah. Uh, so I hope you all enjoyed this uh, different kind of talk here this week on Zach on Films. We talk on Screening Room. Head over to Majorspoilers.com and find this podcast posting page where you can give your thoughts on the Screening Room and let us know if you think this is a technology that you would invest money in if you think it would save you money or at least um, sparks your interest that you would look into it and consider it mm-hmm. as something that would give you a different option to see the latest releases besides 
making the trek to the theater with your whole family or just making the an hour try I used to live an hour away from a theater. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have to drive here. I used to do that same thing. Yeah, so you know we have to drive that and it adds up as well. So is this something that would excite you? Uh, give your thoughts and opinions in that and I will enjoy reading them and commenting back with you. Um, while you're there, click on Amazon.com where you could go buy those other things that might just kill theater going experiences. Blu-rays and DVDs. No <laughs> one's banning those yet and you can still watch the movie at home just a little bit later than the theater yeah, release. Yeah. Uh, when you use that link and buy a Blu-ray at Amazon, it's not going to cost you any extra but a little bit will come back to major spoilers to help keep this podcast ship afloat. Uh, so that's it. Next week, we'll be back with more movie talk on Zach on Film. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.